rogues, rebels, and renegades, welcome to episode 67 of the Rogue Country Podcast. I am Mike West. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we get down to business, a word from our wonderful sponsor. Today we are brought to you by Pick Print Screen Printing. They're a Liverpool-based, family-run hand screen printing company, and I love these guys. They do my t-shirts, they do the Rogue Country t-shirts, they do Josh Bettis' t-shirts. So if you need band merch, workwear, business uniforms, club or sports team wears, or apparel lines, please get in touch with them. They use eco-friendly inks. It's all done by hand, and they're just an incredible company to wear with. I love them, and you should go support them. What also needs your support, as always, is live music, and there is none better than what Rogue Country are bringing to UK shores right now. We are so, so, so happy to be bringing Jesse Daniel for his first ever UK tour. He's doing London on the 14th of August, Swansea on the 15th of August, and Birkenhead on the 16th of August. London is already sold out. You cannot get tickets for that now. It's game over. Apologies if you didn't. Congratulations if you did. You're going to witness one of the shows that will go down in history. If you want to make sure you continue to see shows that go down in history, you've got two more chances to go to Swansea or Birkenhead and get tickets there. We are also so, so excited to be bringing Tommy Prine, son of legendary artist John Prine, and his track so far, what Tommy's released so far, have been absolutely incredible. He's just done some sold-out shows in the UK with Tyler Childers, and on the 30th of August, we're bringing him to Birkenhead. It's going to be epic. Get tickets for that, or make sure and see if Tommy is touring in your area. You do not want to miss this guy. We are also doing the Hank 100 shows on September 17th. Now, there's a bit of confusion. Let me clear this up. It is two shows on the same day. One is in Swansea at the Bunkhouse. One is in Birkenhead at the Swinging Arm. So they're happening at the same time. Two different lineups. Lots of different artists. Lots of different fun. It's going to be epic. You want to go to the Swansea one? We have tickets available. Head over to the Rogue Country link tree. If you want to go to the Birkenhead one, it's free entry. It's an all-day and it's going to be epic. But enough about us, what else is happening on the scene? You do not want to miss the Rustic Stomp Roots Festival from the 14th to the 16th of July. The lineup is incredible. Heathen Apostles, Sarah Vista, Mark J. Lee, Ashley Harding. Don't let this put you off, but Josh Bettis is also playing. It's going to be epic. Go over to their website. You do not want to miss this lineup. If you can't get to that, check out the lineup. Support these artists because it is incredible. What else is happening? Well, not only is Pat Reedy touring throughout May. He's coming back in June as well at What's Cooking in London, the Grove in Leeds, and he is playing with the lovely, lovely Chris Dover and Jody Davis in the Underground in Bradford on the 23rd of June. Do not miss that. What else is happening? You guys are spoiled. The Banner Band is opening for Reverend Payton's Big Damn Band in Leeds on the 18th of July. Roseanne Reed, a friend of the podcast who has been on before, we're going to have her again. Her new album, Law Side, is releasing June 2nd. And not only that, she is touring the UK throughout June with the very incredible Steve Earle. That's right, she's playing York, Whitley Bay, Edinburgh, Galway, Birmingham, Buxton, Liverpool, Bristol, London, Belfast, Sligo and Dublin. Do not miss these. This is incredible what's happening in the country scene right now. And let's talk about something that happened to the UK country scene. Something absolutely amazing that happened. Luke Hendrickson came over. Luke Hendrickson came over and played throughout April. We did an incredible nine shows in nine days. It's amazing. We did two shows in one day and we had one day off. So that's how we managed to make that up. The reception has been mind-blowing. People were showing up in Rogue Country t-shirts. People were saying they were fans of the podcast. People said they found Luke because of us. 
that is exactly what we want to be happening in the UK scene and we cannot thank you enough for listening to this podcast for coming out to the shows Tony if you're listening thank you so much man it is an absolute pleasure to have Luke play for you and it was amazing to meet you we cannot believe that these connections get to happen and it's all because of this music and the people listening to this podcast and supporting our social media pages it's just absolutely mind-blowing and humbling and we cannot thank you enough for all of this so Luke Hendrickson toured the UK. What was it like, you may ask? Well, that is exactly what this episode is about. We sat down on his last day before he flew home. And yeah, it's a fun talk. It's an honest talk. And I really think you guys are going to dig it. So without further ado, this is episode 67 of the Rogue Country Podcast with Mike West and Luke Hendrickson. Well, well, well. Yes. First of all, how dare you no <laughs> no yeah. man it's the fucking end of the toy fly back tomorrow mm-hmm. it's gone crazily fast I think it's gone it's flown by for nearly two weeks it really has yeah. it's life yeah <laughs> yeah um, I don't think I forgot to savor it though you know yeah as much as I could yeah it's been, it's been an absolute trip you know like I just wrote on your record you know, it was. I mean, it was an absolute smash. Yeah, I know you said that. Um, you've expressed that as well because I know it's going to be your last tour for, for quite some time, and yeah. so I know you're pleasantly surprised and happy with it, and as am I. Mm. So being my first time here, especially. Mm. Yeah, man. So obviously, this has kind of been in the works for nearly three years now. What? Do you think like your expectations before coming here, before we'd really sourced out the dates, before we booked the flights, what were you hoping for or what were you like hoping to expect from this? I try to keep my expectations low with, with most things I go into. Um, I don't handle disappointment well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hard on myself. But um, I just wanted to see the country, you know. I wanted to... <clears throat> I wanted to play it to a few people who would listen, you know, and uh, I figured there would because I'd followed what you've been doing with Rogue and everything, and I knew it would be, there would be some people there who know of me because of you, but it turned out to be way more than I yeah. ever could have expected had I tried to expect anything. Um, I just, ever since I started doing this, I just, it's my goal to play as many places as I can. I love traveling, so I get to combine that with yeah. with music and performing, and, um, connecting with people through stories and songs. Is That's the main objective with all of this. Yeah. So, yeah. Now that it's over, it's it's odd, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy as well. And like, I don't know if you were the same, but I think after the kind of, the bar was set so high for Dark Earth Records. Mm. Um, first, the first show, the yeah. The first show, which was like a free entry show, just in a record shop or record store day. And, you know, it, it went so well with, you know, people listening and buying merch at the mm. end of me and so interactive. I was like, fuck, this might be the peak. <laughs> yeah, right. But every show has just been fucking so, not necessarily well attended, but the people who have attended have truly mm-hmm. given a shit and truly give a fuck. Mm-hmm. and listen to things that's been beyond what I've seen in the independent scene for a long time. Well, good. I, I agree with you. Um, I'm 
impressed that you were impressed and pleasantly <laughs> surprised. Um, and I agree with you. Every show had its its own sort of charm to it, yeah. you know, in its own ways. And you're and and you're right. And like I've always said, you know, I'd rather play to two people who do who give a shit than yeah. a full a packed house who couldn't be bothered, yeah. you know. So in that way, absolutely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And what like for you? What have been the highlights? Because obviously you you got here Thursday last week. You're leaving Wednesday tomorrow, so it's just shy of fourteen days. Mm. What have been the highlights of like the whole thing for you so far? Um. Sleeping on a cot in your spare room. Of course, the Inva- biggest, biggest highlights and biggest honor. <laughs> Invading your space. Uh, uh, a, a cot that's also been a, not to you know name drop, but Josh Burtis has slept on that. Um, so, you know, sleeping amongst the champions. He name dropped himself, actually, when I mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I think oh. Noah may have been on that one. I'm not sure which of the plot rounds took that, but ah. that entire room was just filled with mattresses. You had like um what's the game? You had a Tetris in yeah. there, like just <laughs> yeah, I was afraid Catfish was just gonna disappear. Yeah. <laughs> um what the highlights. The whole damn thing has been a highlight. Uh it's a it's a everybody's been friendly. I mean, in ev- even a good show is sometimes you have, you know, people who are impolite or rude, don't get what you're doing. But mm. no nobody's been rude. Everybody's treated me so kindly. Um only a couple people made fun of my accent. <laughs> um, like highlight gigs, stuff like that, you yeah, mean? Yeah, just... just highlight gigs. Obviously, we'll talk about our uh, escapade with uh, the Sabbath military. Ah, yes, yes. Well, yeah. um, I Pembrokeshire Beach. Like, you know the things you've seen, the things you've... Sure, it was beautiful. Yeah, but yeah, whales. Mm. And I admittedly, like, didn't know anything about whales, really, other than it was this little sort of country that's kind of part of, yeah i don't yeah i still don't i don't understand all your <laughs> what's great britain and what's the united kingdom and all that but uh, wales is beautiful england's been beautiful the peak district was great seeing that big stone dam mm. um getting accosted by those fighter jets <laughs> in the valley while i was just trying to peacefully look at the ducks in the lake you know <laughs> like that was a that was a shock um Let's see. Where else did we go? Oh, getting proper British fish and chips for the first time, and then the second, and then the third time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shit, man. The architecture that is like we've talked about this whole trip. Everything is uh, it's older here than what I'm used to. You know, I like seeing the stone buildings. Yeah. um, The countryside, the stone walls. wincing uh, every once in a once in a while as i'm sitting in the passenger seat where i'm used to sitting in the driver's seat and going oh shit mike no okay he's doing that right <laughs> you know because it's just yeah. so backwards of what i'm used to um feeling like an idiot count, trying to count change in the line of the convenience store <laughs> um not to where i'm just handing it to the clerk like here could you figure this out for me <laughs> um the the gigs have been incredible the venues all the People working the bar, the bar staff mm. everywhere have pretty much been great. Um, Sheffield was a riot. Met a professional basketball player from Wisconsin. Yeah, you know, huge guy. Bennett Cook, if you're listening, 
<laughs> cheers to you. Good luck to the um, Sheffield Sharks. You got a fan in the States. Um, shit, I don't know. I could probably go on and on. <laughs> that's what I hear from them. But, like, that's... It's been good because, obviously, we had, like, nine shows over, I think it was ten days. I think. It's basically been, like, one Saturday to the end of Sunday. So Yeah, I had to do that computing my... It was nine shows over nine days because we had one day off, but yeah. two shows yeah. in the first day. So. Yeah. And technically, it was... 10 shows because we did that impromptu one in Vicky Park. That wasn't, yes, like, don't let me forget about that. Yeah. Um, so let's, you know, expand into that because that was something that was, you know, thrown together. We had the Sheffield gig the Tuesday night mm-hmm. and we threw that together because someone had been messaging you. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a message um, randomly, I guess it was on Instagram, from somebody who said, who, who, who made this really nice heartfelt message about how much my music meant to him. And uh, especially, he's had a place to call her own. Just got him through some tough times, and any to hear anything like that from anyone is is incredible and an overwhelming feeling. But then to he- find out that he was, you know, he couldn't make the show. He wanted to go to the show here at the Swinging Arm in Birkenhead, and he couldn't make it because he works overnights. And I thought, well, shit, we can make this work, you yeah. know. And so we did. So yeah, messaged him back and got him. Went up and met met up with him in the park and. Got him his record and his T-shirt and some stickers and yeah, sang him a few songs in the park and he was just over the moon and honestly I was too. Yeah, um, I could, I it's an see, unreal feeling. I could see how much the message meant to you when you got that, <sighs> but then like that whole day, like the even the drive to Sheffield, I could tell that you were just like kind of mulling over because it just yeah. meant so much and like I could see in his face as you were playing while we were there how much it fucking meant to like the both of you. You know, and in some ways, I, I, it's hard for me to understand, to like believe that, that somebody could feel that way about me or my music. But at the same, on the same time, I, you know, I know what that would mean to me yeah. if it was a certain whoever artist songwriter that I admired. And so, you know, I could get used to that, <laughs> you know, but uh, um, but at the same time, not. It's it's humbling, uh, and but uplifting at the same time. Mm. Yeah, Tony, uh, right, Tony, Anthony, uh, if you hear this, which he probably will, right, because he says he listens to your, yeah, your podcast. That was, that was the mind-blowing thing. And for you, too, he's, he's, a, he's a fan of what you're doing, yeah, so. Yeah, that was, like, that was, like, the mind-blowing thing for me was to see, like, Rogue have, like, a small pawn connecting you to. Absolutely. And to have him be a fan of the podcast and stuff, which is, for me, that was mind-blowing, and to see, like, the whole thing kind of take shape was wild. Yeah, I I am still floored by that, and you're right. That was it was kind of an emotional it was thing <laughs> for everybody involved. Um, I never could have expected that, no. anticipated something like that. Um, and then, so yeah, cheers, Tony. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. I hope Thank I hope, you for listening. hope to see you again. I will. I will see you again. I'm gonna be seeing him again because I need to drop in a poster to mm, right. <laughs> and then Jesse Daniel show so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then aside from Tony too, I mean, there's been other people who have shown up to shows, who obviously heard about my music through you and Rogue Country. But there was also some that heard had been listening to it independently of that, mm. which is was kind of extra wild to yeah. me because who the hell am I, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. The world's not that big, I guess. No, that's the weirdest thing about like how the internet works. No, it's like I made the joke on stage a couple of times where it's like you know we were brought up to you know not talk to strangers, mm. and then you know here we are fucking booking a full tour, and you know hanging out with strangers. You know we'd never met. Yeah. Outside of online, you know staying at our house, 
working with strangers we've never met for, before to book gigs, to like open the shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's brought us a lot, for all the bad the internet has, you know, it's not the internet, it's the people using it, but, you know, there's a lot of good that can come from it as well. Like, this whole thing has just been incredible. Yep. And it's all down to the internet. It never would have happened without it. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of becoming, this is an extension of, I guess, just how I've um, chose to um, conduct myself with my music and making it a career just go for it yeah you know all the things that i guess i'm kind of probably going off track a bit but uh i never would have ended up here if i hadn't convinced myself that that i should start going in public and in singing and then it goes from well i like to go in public and sing as long as people listen and well shit if i'm gonna do this more i gotta book gigs so then you learn how to become a booker and then you learn how to become a promoter and then you just take chances on things and then you have to start selling yourself and then you know I sold myself to you or the other way around. I'm not sure how this, <laughs> it's so hard to think, but, uh, yeah, the internet facilitated all of this. Um, absolutely. Mm. It's not all just arguing with strangers and, uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you, you meet strangers who become friends. Mm. So, yeah. Well, you know, let's, you know, ignore the talk for a sec. Let's go back to that point you just made about like, when you first started like playing in terms of I can't remember what we talked about the first time you were on this podcast but with you know choosing to perform live and become a musician when did that thought process kind of happen like did you have like were you writing songs like you know in your room at home and stuff before you started playing live or what was the kind of switch well it started a long time ago and it wasn't even with six string guitar you know it was with bass and um just a love of music. That's all I've, I grew up with. Music in the house, constantly. Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning to at night, mom was playing records. So I just it was in my head constantly. And then, I, like I was saying the other day, like I was in high school, I was infinitely proud of my CD collection. Yeah. You know, I as in, far as my in in my mind, I had the best one in town. You know, in <laughs> school, and uh, I don't know. Uh, for some reason, I just felt the urge to attempt to play some of those songs uh, ended up being on the bass guitar um found out i learned that stuff i learned pretty quickly i had a good ear for music and uh over time it just it was a, it was a huge part of my life i couldn't see myself not playing music yeah and then yeah once i'd always sang i always sang a choir in high school and um ended up Realizing that I really enjoyed country music, so had a classic, sort of a classic country mm. cover band for a long time. Did the bars and the fairs and stuff. And yeah, I was writing my own songs, sort of, on the side. And uh, when that band fizzled out, yeah, it just made sense to start doing my own stuff. Mm. Um, trying to think of how that actually happened. Honestly, completely candid, I do remember. I had never played like a solo show i had been the singer in this band mm. forever and this tmi i know but i had a i had a uh a, a vasectomy um after our second kid was born and i had to go i couldn't work in my job for like a, a week or a few days mm. or something and i was like we needed that money it was unpaid you know and so i just put something out there saying hey on, on facebook i guess um, I need some money, so if anybody has a gig for me, I'll, I'll give this solo thing a try. That's the only way I knew how to oh, make. No way. Yeah, it's the only way I knew how to like 
attempt to make money on short notice. And so it worked out and uh, I was spoiled just like we were spoiled with our first gig here. I came home with like, I don't even know, like $600 in mm, or something. No and uh, I was like, what, what am I, why am I driving a truck? Why am <laughs> I, you know, uh, of course it's not always like yeah. that. It was just a, but uh, that really put the spark in me. And uh, yeah, and then once that band fizzled out, I started doing it more and more and more and it's just snowballed from there mm. it just become natural now yeah and our my family's normal <laughs> yeah and uh yeah and i can make a living at it and it's all i want to do so it makes sense to keep doing it mm. keep trying to get better at it keep making contacts yeah you know because yeah. that's the thing i think we've talked about as well as like you know being a musician's well and good but you know you're one of the few people that I see, you know, making shit happen for themselves as well. Because, you know, a lot of you know, mm. musicians, they want to be on shows, but they won't book shows. And that's one thing, obviously, like, we both do, like, that part of the thing. Yeah. So with kind of the booking and promotional side of thing, obviously, like, I helped put this one together, but with your experience in booking... You and- didn't just help. You did the whole damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only one I didn't have to lift a finger on, but continue sorry <laughs> but with the booking and promoting side of things you know when it is yourself what when you're looking at booking a tour or looking at booking a run of dates or finding you know a new area to venture into what are the steps that you kind of think or go through to make those happen mm. well as you i'm sure you're familiar with it's a lot of cold calling it's a lot of sending emails into the void yeah and never to be responded to um I just try to not be a dick, you know, I try to present my, because it's weird because essentially I'm selling myself, right? I'm a salesman, which I'm not really fond of, but you have to just try to, a tactful way to present yourself. I'll do a little scouting online, you know, find, get on Google and see what areas I want to go to and look around see what there are for, for venues or clubs or bars and see what, what I think might be a good fit and start messaging from there. Um, and that's basically it really and then you build relationships so the goal is to have a tour just like we just did you know to where they want you back and you want to come back Um, so that's all I'm trying to do but yeah new areas sometimes I can get a little spoiled and sort of keep going back to the same sort of areas or or linking up with other ones and I get a little comfy and I go oh (laughs) shit I gotta go to this area I haven't been to yet and then you gotta kind (sighs) of Because it can still be a little bit, I still get a little nervous. Yeah. Getting trying to get a hold of new people. Because I mean, I'm asking them to let me invade their space and and pay me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I just put my I just I just face forward and just keep going, man. Mm. Um, you're gonna get turned down. You're gonna get rejections. I stopped letting that shit bother me a long time ago. Yeah. Because it's why wouldn't you get rejected? You're not for everybody. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess I'm just stubborn enough to to know that I don't want to do anything else, so I just keep doing it. Yeah. Well, I think that's important. I think it is important to, like, you know, music is, you know, 100% subjective. Mm-hmm. So, to think that you would be for everyone would be beyond the regular, oh. the regular egotism of a musician. Because we already are a bit egotistical yeah. by nature. <laughs> yeah. But, like... Yeah, it is like, you know, dealing with that rejection in like a 
productive manner and not being like offended that someone won't yeah. want to work with you. Yeah. I'm not, you know, God's gift, yeah. as they say. <laughs> so I don't understand people who pretend they are, you know. Yeah, who 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 get shuffed, yeah. as you say, when when somebody won't respond or won't give them, you know, what they want. Yeah, it just is what it is. Mm. There's millions of people. Move on to the next one. Yeah, and obviously with the shows in the states that you used to, you know, you're talking about you doing like three hour sets, things yeah. like that. Compared to you know, we were doing an hour max, but you know, we did like a thirty minute set mm-hmm. in Wallasey. We were doing like thirty minute, forty five sets for some others. So to go from like three hour sets to, you know, less than an hour on most nights, was there a process behind like picking out the songs? Because obviously you want to showcase your original material primarily, but was there a choosing process to by venue by venue? How did you balance out? I, yeah, I kind of, as you notice, I don't, I don't really write a set list. Um, I feel the room out. I knew what I, I kind of knew. Um, starting starting out the first day, I kind of decided that okay, I do want to present at least these first couple songs. Yeah. Um, because I've learned because I I basically started everything with with like 1987 and Morning Doves. Aside from the Willie Nelson thing, because it was like <laughs> his birthday week, but uh, um, because I've I've learned to lean into to telling the story, right? Like my story, yeah. and uh. So I'll start out with those, and if if they don't work, you know, I can kind of go from there and maybe do some more upbeat stuff or whatever. But um, people generally, if they're attentive, you know, music lovers, generally appreciate you starting out just as real and as honest as, yeah. you, as, as you can, as I can be. And I'm just going from there. Um, yeah, and then you can have some fun with them, you know. Once you've brought them, brought them way down, and <laughs> and uh, and just we're real honest and raw about everything, then they're along with you for the ride. Generally, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, because that has been obviously the rooms have been really intensive, but even like the rowdier ones like Bracken and London. Yeah, you know, you always like nineteen eighty seven is like really early on in the set, and when that one kicks in, people shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, that was probably the only night where I considered maybe not doing it, mm. just because I mean. No dissing at all, you know them at all. It was a great, it was a great bar, but it was noisier. It was a pub, but uh, but the people up front listening to us were listening, and so I just made it. I didn't start with that. I don't. What I don't remember what my set in was London. like in London. Hey, you started with Willie Nelson, then I think. Did I go right? No, I didn't. I don't think I don't remember what I did. To be <laughs> honest, now I thought I. If anyone's got any videos or photos of that night, send them all away. But um, yes, please. Yeah, I'd love to love to see that. Um, but yeah, I know I did ultimately end up doing it because you can tell there are people that are listening, even, even above the din, Mm -hmm. above the noise, you know, um, it's going to cut through. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then with this, like we were talking about the night or the night before within half the shit you're thinking about. (laughs) Like, that had, like, a response. I don't know if you were, like, anticipating or expecting, but you saw it ending with that, and, like... Yeah. The, that was because of, you know, the UK crowds that you were playing towards. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I usually will play that song, even back home, you know. Uh, you know, unless there's a, 
it was just a family place with a bunch of kids around, I guess. But, but, um, but yeah, it made sense on this run to start ending with it. I think it leaves people on a high, you yeah. know, a bit. And it's, you just blow off that steam towards the end and just <laughs> go out with a bang, you know, because it's, it's, it's quick. It's, it's simple. It's a simple song, but it's quick. It's to the point, you know. It's, I think it's got a fun message. Um, people like to cuss a lot, so yeah. so yeah, in a, in a, a yeah in a venue, if you can get everybody chanting together, which and they always did, yeah, and it, it's it's fun for me to step off the mic too and you know <laughs> look at people in the face. I feel like they get a kick out of that, knowing that we're all doing it together. Yeah, yeah. And are you gonna take that kind of set structure or you know that like closing to back to the states to you know do some sets and things? Yeah, I've actually been thinking about that the last couple of days. Like, obviously, I'm still gonna have to do the the bar gigs where it's you know the three hours because you're made to be sort of entertainment, right? For a lot yeah. of these places, because um, they pay better, mm-hmm. you know. And so, if I'm gonna do this for a living, like I, I, I and I do do some um, sets like we did on this tour back home. Depending on the night, I like doing shows with other folks too because you can do that and the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, get to watch somebody else play shorter set. Don't ruin your voice. But um, yeah, I always lean into my own songs, anyways. So yeah, I'll definitely. I've been taking notes this whole time, mental notes. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But I've yeah, I'm always learning and and uh, expanding upon what's what's come before. So yeah, awesome. And with him. Um talking about sharing bills and with other artists and stuff I was really really happy with the fucking rogue response that we had like obviously we played with Chris Dover mm. Banjo Jen uh, yeah. Young Devils uh, Brandon Ridley came to a show Jody Davis from Fargo came to a show yeah. and it's been really nice obviously we played with Josh Bettis there was a bunch Matt Woods you ran into yeah. as well so like that's a highlight yeah the <laughs> artists that we've been around this week have been really incredible and really inspiring as well and it's been boss for me because obviously we've got like a little UK pocket here so to share you with them and vice versa and you know just kind of knit those worlds together has been really fucking cool agreed agreed it's been really nice to to go from just seeing it online like all the work you're doing and what you've been up to but to come here and see it mm. in action yeah. in person really incredible mm. um yeah, it's, I'm still blown away that you, I don't know, that you had this sort of faith in me at all, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to, to, I don't know, think as highly of me or my music or whatever, uh, or both, uh, as you do enough to want to do this mm. for me. I, thanks, man. I don't, and asking for, you know, nearly, nearly nothing in return. I shouldn't be surprised, you know, because there are a, good, a lot of good people out there. Yeah, man. And I tend to do the same thing, similar yeah. for a lot of people in the yeah. states too. So, but it still is mind blowing, and it's I still can't believe it that you're like showing me off to all these people <laughs> around the around your country. So, yeah. oh no, man, of course, man. Because like, again, it's the same thing as the internet, where it's like you know you can see someone putting the work, working. You can see someone like really fucking talented, like yourself, playing these heartfelt songs, playing these really clever songs. That you know do deserve a bigger platform and the whole point of like rogue and stuff existing is you know to share that type of music and we've been really fortunate like this week for me it almost felt a bit like a victory lap 
for like mm. the last few years we've been doing because obviously we kind of picked it up a notch just as COVID hit. So we didn't get to do live shows. We did one live show in 2019 in December and people came to that just because we advertised it as a night of country music. So it was just country fans and a few cokeheads from Liverpool. <laughs> but um, you know, primarily it was that and then you know the online presence really ramped up for a few years during the pandemic and yeah. that was kind of like I think when we really started talking yeah. so I connected with a lot of other musicians and then last year you know we started playing shows just independently me and Josh and people would like know who Road Country was like live and things yeah. like um, I remember again to name drop I was doing a gig with Nick Shoulders and I mentioned yeah. Road Country and a few people in the crowd like cheered yeah. and I was like fuck so it was like it, that was interesting but this seems to have been like not necessarily the pinnacle because I know we're going to be doing some incredible stuff. Oh yeah, you got much bigger artists coming over. Not even in me. terms of like bigger artists, but I just know because you can like from this you can see the momentum keep building. So this has been like the pinnacle so far, and like yeah. what that momentum has meant. Like people came in fucking Road Country t-shirts and things. It's been wild to do that, and it's been complete vindication of you know we've not felt at home in the UK, mm. and now we've made our home and we can have you know, our guests in our home to, you know, share yeah. the kind of audiences and love of this type of music. And it's just been mind blowing for me to watch the response to you has been like incredible. Obviously, like I help book the tour and stuff, but at the end of the day, I've, I've just wanted it to be successful for you. And it's, you know, I think it has, which is yeah. just fucking means the world to me. Same. Yeah. I don't know what else I could add to that. Um, but yeah, aside from my, you know, the response to my music and myself, which has been incredible, it's been really fun getting, like you mentioned, getting to watch people walk up to you and mention Rogue, and they've listened to the podcast and they follow your page because, you know, that's what you want. Yeah. That's why you're doing it. You want you want to spread spread the love around, spread the music, and uh, so it's been nice to watch you be genuinely kind of taken back mm. by some of the. Um, compliments and comments you've received so yeah but, yeah this podcast kind of just turned into us um filleting each other yeah so, <laughs> I'll, I'll move on but I, I messaged josh to see if he had any questions for you josh huh okay yeah. he, he asked <laughs> what's a hypotenuse a hypotenuse isn't that some sort of geometry thing i think so i don't even think he knows he spelled it right which i'm shocked by he googled that shit. <laughs> you 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 go look up what it means. Hypotenuse. Yeah. Yeah, that's some sort of an angle or something, and isn't he it? He said, "I'm gonna be pissed if you don't ask now." That's that's done. Well, he asked. And then he also asked <laughs> if you could pick one highlight from your first UK tour. And I'm 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 quoting this word for word. If you could pick one highlight from your first tour, why is it be meeting Josh Bettis? Why wouldn't it be? That is the absolute <laughs> highlight. <laughs> That's the pinnacle of the pinnacle. It is. <laughs> um, no, Josh is lovely too. And he's another one, you know, that I, like you said, you and I have, have talked for a couple of years now. Yeah. Uh, video chat and on the phone and, and messenger and whatnot. And Josh and I have as well. Yeah. Um, and you recorded. I recorded one well. of his songs. Um I mean, his his head fucking blew up over that thing, you know. Mm. No, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hard to keep that guy's ego in check. It is. Uh, no, Josh, you're a lovely guy. You got a great family. Beautiful uh, countryside you got there. 
Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome to meet you. It's just surreal, you know, this whole world of internet. You know, there wasn't a time really when you knew somebody before you knew them. Yeah. You know? Mm. And so, you know, stepping out of the airport and seeing you, it's like, I think I said, like, oh, shit, you're real, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's 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 mind-blowing. Um, yeah, so Josh was the highlight. A hypotenuse, some math thing that I am not familiar with. I don't know why you want to know that. <laughs> he wanted to throw me off my off my game here, I'm sure. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> yeah, no, but a hypotenuse is the longest side of a right angle triangle. Okay. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, thanks, Josh. <laughs> oh, what I want to know is what's the Welsh word for hypotenuse? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a long way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's again the thing like seeing you and Josh like meet and then, you know, playing the old house in front of him must have been nerve wracking. Yeah. Yeah. But then he played it in London and got mm-hmm. the words wrong, which made, got into your head about if you did the words right. Well, I was going to see. <laughs> I didn't know if he was doing it to, like, fuck with me. Or just, that's something he does at shows sometimes, to, like, alternate words or or what. But then, yeah, he came up to me after his set. Oh, I'm sorry, I played the old house. I know you were probably going, what? He's just so sweet and kind. What are you sorry you wrote the song? It's yeah. your song. <laughs> it's your. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, to play it in front of him, uh, in in uh, Brecken was another. You know, once it's just a once only experience. Yeah. You know. Um. But he made me feel very comfortable about it, and I think yeah. I did okay. <laughs> yeah, man, you nailed it, and you know you got the words more right than he did yeah <laughs> uh, i forget words to my shit what gig was it? i forgot the words and uh to good with a gun somewhere i recovered but that's never happened to me i think it was in sheffield yeah yeah it happens it does <laughs> yeah sheffield was an interesting one like you know the guitar cut out yeah, that's right got yeah, but you made that work for you, and that's the kind of shit that no one tells you is going to happen Yeah. when you start, you know? Yeah. Thank God we're acoustic. Yeah. <laughs> Just start stomping on the floor and yeah. hit the court, hit the strings a little louder, yeah. a little harder. Yeah. No, man, it's been wild. We got to see some of the UK. It's going to have a full English breakfast. We got to uh-huh. break into the Black Sabbath. When, not, what, the watermill? Watermill, yeah. 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 What was it called? The Maple... Durham. Maple Durham. Yeah. Watermill. Just outside of Reading. Um, yeah, super cool. For If anybody's listening who doesn't know, you know, just if you know, uh, look up Black Sabbath's first album. It's a self-titled album. Uh, and on the cover, it's it's kind of a, a woman, kind of gothic looking, uh, in front of this old stone building that's a watermill. And, you know, Mike looked up where it was. Yeah. And uh luckily it was on the way in between Pembrokeshire where Josh lives and yeah. London. It was like on the way. Like we didn't yeah. really have to take a detour. It was awesome. Yep. And we found it and uh some posh cunt put up a gate. <laughs> <laughs> As Mike said, I lo- <laughs> that was another thing too, just the the uh very liberal use of the word cunt <laughs> cunt cunt around here. It's something that my ears are not accustomed to but it's a very effective word but yeah some 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 people put up a gate a security gate with a code and intercom and stuff and rather than try to deal with that and get rejected we just 
took matters into our own hands. Took matters into our own hands. Hopped a wall, got the photo shoot, got the hell out. Didn't hurt anybody. Just got shouted at a little yeah. guy from a dis- in the distance. He but, needed something yeah. to do. But if, if you want to visit, it's a Maple Durham water mill. <laughs> There's a big gate with like iron railings and iron spikes in front of it. But there is a church next to it with a three foot tall wall, mm-hmm. which is a lot easier to hop over. So if anyone would like to visit... That's the way to go. <laughs> I, I, do you know what, though? I fucking 100% believe if we rang the doorbell, they would have let us in. <laughs> that's the bit that's making me laugh. I know, I know. Without at leaving that place, we were talking about that guy running at running at us from the distance that you probably just want to say, hey, yeah. <laughs> do you want to sign the guest book? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and we just, you know, yeah. <laughs> basically just told him to fuck off. Well, we didn't, but, you know. We didn't, we didn't speak we didn't, to the guy. We no. Hopped away too much. But, uh, yeah, and you can do it. I'll be 40 in a couple months, and I haven't tried to jump much of anything in a long time, and I made it. You can do it. So if, you got, if you're interested in heavy metal and Black Sabbath history, it's worth a look. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was cool to, you know, get to share that with you, go to see some heavy metal history. It's Absolutely agree. It's been a mm-hmm. highlight of the trip, even, yeah. even though they were only there for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we went into that hoping that we were going to get like the, let's look up the album cover and make sure we're standing in just the right position so we can make, but we didn't get a chance to do that, but we got the photo. Yeah, that's the important thing. Yeah, no, that was something I'll always cherish. That was, <laughs> yeah, just posting it on my Facebook and seeing all my friends be like, no way, you know, it's, <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The the big um, what was it called? The the big church in Liverpool. That was oh yeah, the Anglican Cathedral. Yeah, um, cool architecture. The old the walk around the cemetery was neat. You know, mm. real old stones. Um, there's just been so much stuff. Uh, I'll think of more. Yeah, when we're off. Yeah, it's hard with like a trip like this as well because there's gonna be a lot of fucking process and it's not gonna yeah. Here for a while, it'll be small things that you think about, even just like that you saw passing out of a window and things. It's going to be a lot to it. Sure. Well, and half the time I'm sitting there, you know, kind of thinking about the gig, you know, and thinking about the show and thinking about my family back home, you know. Yeah. So it is a lot to process. Um, so it'll take some time. I think when I'm recovering from my jet lag when I get home, I'll probably just be laying in bed, uh, re remembering yeah. a lot of this. And obviously you're flying back tomorrow. You've got 18 hours in Munich, which is super fun. Yeah. And um, when you get back, what's the plan for the states? You got some shows lined up and things. Yeah. Yep. Just business as usual, really. Um, booking all my booking enough shows to to pay the bills and feed the feed the family and um, mostly solo stuff. I try to inter intersperse some full band gigs too. You know, a couple every month. Summer's good for the outdoor stuff. We got a couple festivals. Um, yeah, just follow along if you want to see where I'm at. Mm. Yeah, it'll be all states for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. business as usual until we can get you back to the UK. Yeah, yeah, I want to come back. A lot of the you know venue owners and the bar staff and the promoters were really you know they they would have had their calendars open and booking you in. I know there and then if it's it's wild. I the 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 kind words. The compliments I've received, you know, I still have a hard time taking compliments, but it feels so good, you know. It's um, it's it's, it's assuring, you know, that I guess I'm doing the <laughs> that I'm doing okay at this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would absolutely love to come back, and I will. Yeah, I will totally someday. 
Yep. Yeah, Maggie's coming next time though. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. Like when when I first told Europe, I was on my own, and it is it's like it's not just like it's amazing to like see stuff, but I always feel like you're probably the same. It's like it's so much better to share with someone when you're traveling around on your own. You're like, oh, this is awesome, but I yeah, can't point and go like look at that thing. So when I told Europe the second time, I mean, sure, Siv came with me, sure, because you know obviously it's like we've been touring together, but you want to be sharing with someone back home who you can talk about those memories yeah like do you remember like do you remember us jumping the fucking wall yeah like, it's well i'll be things. i'll be bothering you with that <laughs> you with that for for years to come but yeah i mean it's 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 got all the it's both worlds like i i cherish my my alone time you know so i don't i do i do pretty good on my own i don't mind traveling alone but at the end of the day you know it gets a bit lonely and yeah. and uh you know, wrestle with the guilt of being gone and, and stuff, but, but you know, all kinds of people travel for work. Yeah. You know? So it is what it is. It works for us. Mm. And yeah, I'll do it I'll do it with the family again someday. Mm. Well when I get back, uh, you asked in a couple of weeks I'll be I got a couple of shows in like I got one in Kansas City and I one somewhere in Iowa and uh, I decided to take my oldest daughter, take her out of school for a few days. She's gonna come with me. Because oh, awesome. I yeah. And have a day off in between, so I'm looking forward to that. Of course, I got a road trip with my other daughter coming up too. <laughs> um, um, family family vacation or holiday uh, this summer. I think we're gonna drive to Oregon, um, see the ocean. Yeah, that's what I got going on coming up. Yeah, oh, awesome man. Yeah, Oregon's on the it's the west, west coast. coast. Yeah, it's yeah. between uh, Washington and California. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know I always get confused because it's like. What I was thinking, like Washington, Oregon, like one, but it's two separate states. Like, yeah, I always get confused because I'm not American. Oh well, yeah, American. How, how, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to know at all. <laughs> I didn't know anything about England, and uh, for such a small place, you know, there's there's a big there's diverse um, cultures and, yeah. and um, accent, different accents in, in such a small, relatively small country. It's it's amazing, you know. Mm. Travel, people, go see places. Hundred percent. No matter, no matter what, uh, yeah, no matter what, just do it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, going on from a place to call your own camera last year. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, was, it was November of 21. Oh, so yeah. yeah, a year yeah. and a half ago. Cool. And you kickstarted that record mm -hmm. with kind of doing that. We look at doing that for the next record. What do you have a plan percolating for the next record? Hmm. Not not a fully cohesive plan. Mm. Um, we've talked about there were, there's some there are some new songs I have completed that I've been singing on this um, run. There are other you know remnants of songs. There's stuff written down in notebooks I have. Mm. But no, just with with family stuff and with life, it's just not in the, it's it's a big it's a big undertaking and yeah. a lot of time and, and expense. You know, yeah. even with Kickstarter, you know. Um, to, to put up to make an album mm. so I'm just not there yet you know putting Maggie through college and all that stuff so I just got to keep working yeah but it'll happen you'll be the first to know sure. <laughs> I'll write I'll keep writing songs and I'll send them to you send them to you and Josh yeah. um no I wish I had more info about that but I don't yeah no that's it is what it is while you're still working on it I was 
reading the thing because obviously Willie turned 90 on Saturday. Did so there's been loads of kind of posts about him and his like legacy and things. Yeah. And I saw one thing about how he owed the taxman like 1.67 million or whatever. It, was, it might have been 16.7 million. I can't remember mm. where the point was. But that's why he went into the studio with just Trigger and like recorded an album because mm-hmm. it was like he couldn't afford to pay the band members. Yeah. Because even at like his level, people are, you know, not it's not cheap to put a record on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't yeah. I don't know how it works on that level yeah. at all, but Yep. You're right. Straight on from the top down. It's expensive. Yeah. That's why we're putting Mama, Maggie, Mama through college here, so she can get a good job and <laughs> <laughs> get my sugar, Mama. <laughs> but yeah, someday. Yeah, someday. Cool. Cool, man. No, I think I think this has been a rather successful tour, especially like obviously you've done tours before. I've done maybe four or five, including the UK and stuff. But this has definitely been the best for in terms of from booking to. You know, playing and stuff. Yeah, and you've sort of expressed that throughout this last, you know, week, and it, it's kind of unreal for me to hear too. You know, uh, it feels good yeah. to have been a part of that. You know, as someone who you're in your native land here, and um, to have this be, like you said, a pinnacle is mm. it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah. So I'm happy for you too. Yeah. I mean, really. <laughs> Cheers, Mike West, everybody. Rogue country. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, Thank man. Yeah. Josh, you agreed to play with us as well. And yeah. Came along for the weekend, which was amazing to have the three of us yeah. around doing it. It's just been a nice, nice, fun, shared experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I don't want people thinking it's just a pleasure trip, you know. I, I'll get the side, the odd sideways comment from some Karen or something back going, oh, <laughs> so you're out traveling, huh? What's the family think of that? It's like... Fuck off. Yeah. You know? Like you, like you just said, people have to travel for like loads of types of work. It's just a different kind of work. Yeah. Do you enjoy music? You know, if you do, I'm guessing you do. Yeah. Then shut up. Yeah. <laughs> because people got to do this and, and get the music yeah. out there. Yeah. Because like music is a job. I just think a lot of people are jealous that you get to enjoy your job at the same time. Because oh. not many people get to. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I guess I'm not. You know, from the outside, people will just see you playing guitar and stuff. Yeah, I'm just fucking around. That's not like labor intensive or anything. Like, it fucking hurts. I've lost half a fingernail off this week. But, um. And it's not just showing. If it was just. You know, I'm not just showing up, doing a couple hours and going. You know, it's all all week long. Yeah. I'm I'm on the email and calendar and Mm -hmm. sorting shit out. You know? I'm my own driver. Yeah. Booker. All the admin. Everything. All the driving. Sleeping in a lay-by. That fucking guy who was playing the radio at like 7 in the morning. Like that van that was parked Oh, yeah, us. that's right. Motherfucker. That was so loud. <laughs> yeah, we slept for a couple hours somewhere in uh, somewhere in Wales. Yeah. Uh, yesterday morning? Was that yesterday morning? Yeah. Fuck, it was yesterday morning. Oh, no. We left London at quarter past 11 um, Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Got to Josh's for five o'clock in the morning and then couldn't find them couldn't before. find any hotels no room hey being. travel lodge yeah, travel lodge. Pe- pembroke dock yeah you people answer your fucking door answer the door yeah we did what we were told <laughs> yeah. and nobody came to the door yeah so then we you know drove 
another few hours I saw the fucking sunrise on mm-hmm. the valleys which was nice yeah but you know it would have been nicer to have slept in and a then, bed yeah. yeah and then two hours kip and then drive the rest of the way from Wales to home. Get some get some caffeine and, and yeah. go yeah but you know that's the fucking part of the work that no one sees everyone's just seeing you play on stage for yeah. a bit but you know and yeah we bring it on ourselves but yeah. like it's self-inflicted to a part but but you know we're doing it honestly it's not it's not dirty money you know <laughs> and even if it is mind your business you know <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so no i i have i feel absolutely proud of of, of doing this and making a career out of it i know my my family's proud of me um that's all that matters yeah really so yeah you'll have haters anytime you put yourself out there you know any kind of art any kind of anything you present something to the general public you're gonna have to deal with a little backlash yeah from some percentage of the population so whatever yeah Yeah, yeah so next time we have to do scotland Yep. Europe has to be on the cards. That'd be dope. Do a bigger one. Yeah, I definitely want to get Europe at some point. Yeah. Ireland would be cool. I'm curious to see the Isle of Man. Yeah. Same, I've never been over there. It's right there, man. I have family over there. I don't know why I haven't been, but I don't know. You just get on the ferry, right? I think you can, there's a ferry or a little plane. You can go over. I, don't know, I always thought I might try and book a gig over there or something and yeah. see. Because it's a captive audience, you know, just see a fucking ton of boats trying to escape as I land. <laughs> <laughs> when you're singing about a moth from West Virginia, West Virginia yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, and it, getting to, uh, uh, I'm tired, man. I'm tired. <laughs> but, you know, getting to, to watch your set every night, too, has been great. Because, you know, you learn, you're always learning. Every, every, I feel like every bill that I share, you know, it, it's it's fun mm. to get to experience that with another person who's who more or less gets it and is doing what you're also what I'm doing. But for nine days in a row, mm. to watch how you to watch how you saw somebody else um, interacts with the crowd and, and adjusts the set, yeah. you know, and stuff like that, um, really rewarding. Mm. No, yours. I'm like, oh, he's a bit tired tonight. Oh no, he's fucking on his game tonight. This, is, you know, like it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all part of it. Yeah, it I won't, is. I won't, I won't uh, soon forget any of this mm-hmm. at all. You know, I'll be uh, riding high for a while, man. Uh, it's not just a thing to put on the resume. You know, it's an, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's something I'll always cherish. Um, can't believe it's over. I know. <laughs> well, at least you know you get you taking a memento home tomorrow. We're stopping off at uh, Von Long from the Young Devils Tattoo Shop tomorrow. That's right. To, uh, yeah, yeah. Take I'm a gonna... permanent souvenir. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, thank you so much, um, <laughs> Richard. Right? Yeah. Yep. What do you? I keep messing up what you call him, Von. Von Long. Von Long. Yeah, yeah. They, they were great guys. And yeah. Adam, right? Yeah. Yeah. Young Devils. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah, and dude owns a tattoo shop. Said if I. <laughs> Have time. I'm coming for a quick one, quick little freebie. So I'll throw a record his way, and uh, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a uh, spoiler. I'm gonna get a tattoo of a, of a little drawing that my youngest daughter did. And so she'll be she'll be over the moon about that. That's gonna be so cool. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Sound well. Let's wrap this up and sounds good. Rest of our evening, but 
Three words to sum up this UK tour. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm not I hate that. I'm not good at that stuff. Three words to sum up the UK tour. I wish I was more clever. My brain is my brain is fried, man. Um I'm thinking of all kinds of silly things, man. I know dead air isn't good for radio, but you can edit this, right? I'll show it. <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to just go cliche with, you know, with, with you know, wonderful and 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm blessed and um, riotous. <laughs> but really, three words: tiring exhausting <laughs> and incredible yeah just like life just like life it's just another part of life <laughs> it really is um life's an adventure go out and do what makes you happy you know that's what i'm trying to do mm -hmm. that's what you're trying to do uh, keep listening to rogue podcast listeners mike's got a mike's got a lovely wife and a baby on the way and uh, yeah, support the shows he puts on. He's got to put money in his pocket. And, yeah. Well. And uh, well, you know what I mean. Put money in your pocket is the aim. Well, my pocket, I know, but but we need that outlet. You need that outlet too, right? Yeah. Like that's it's a hobby for you. And a passion. Mm. So I'm just rambling now. <laughs> it's freestyling. Have me stay on point, man. <laughs> I'm ready to watch a movie and then yeah. go to go to bed. That sounds like <laughs> the best thing to do. Well. Thank you so much yeah. for coming to the UK. It's been an absolute fucking trip. It's yeah, been man. a Thank pleasure you. to get to share this with you. Yeah, I feel the same way. Thanks for driving. <laughs> Thanks for setting it up. If it ever is feasible at all for you to come to the States, obviously I've said it many times the last couple of weeks, the invite is there. Yep. Well, let's end this podcast and I'll pick three words to end the podcast on. Fuck Josh Bettis. Fuck Josh Bettis. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't let your kids hear this. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Oh, we should have mentioned that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when uh, Luke got here, we fucking he you were playing the old house. And I filmed a bit of it, and it just turned into a bit of a roast of Josh. Yeah, and his children saw it. And we felt real bad. <laughs> Why are they being mean to you, Dad? Why are they saying that stuff? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're honest. Yeah. All right. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, man. Thank you so much for listening to episode 67 of the Rogue Country Podcast. That is now in the bag. It's done. It's over. You can go back and listen to it if you'd really like to. We have so many incredible guests that have been on that they are all worth a re-listen. We still have some of Luke Hendrickson's merch in the band camp. So if you would like to buy One Night at the Crystal Lounge and not have to pay outrageous postage fees, we can get you covered on that. We also have Rogue Country mugs and Rogue Country shirts. So if you want to support Rogue Country... That is the place to do it. Until next time, though, keep supporting the things you love. Keep doing the things you love. Peace.